learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Good to be back uh, in the Lord's house. Dad, would you open us in a word of prayer, please?
Going to the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 2. I have some really bad news, and that is I found out I was going to do that this this morning, so my message may not be very long. I figured I'd get a bunch of amens right there. <laughs> Thank you. I knew old bull hauler wouldn't let me down, that's for sure. Amen. Uh, so our friends, the McCrackens, uh, traveled the road preaching all over America. Uh, he's just been to... Maine, Oklahoma, New York, Oregon, and Idaho. That's traveling the country, amen? So they wore out one vehicle, and they just purchased a Yukon in March. And uh, they paid um, 54000 for it. They had cash for some of it. They borrowed 31000 And they're down to like $3,500 to pay this thing off. And, uh, you know, he's been here and been a blessing. I think it'd be neat if we'd send him... Uh, 550 bucks towards that. Um, would there be any discussion about it? Would there be a second on it? All right. Thank you. All in favor, aye. Anyone opposed? Be a blessing to them. They can continue to serve God that way. They are a blessing, that's for sure. So, um, back during the COVID pandemic uh, of the year 2020, uh, we did uh, a lot of different things uh, for church, and uh, one of the things we did is uh, we we had something going every day of the week. So you could turn into Zoom, and you could catch something almost every day of the week. Uh, you could catch something every day of the week. And uh, one of the things that I did, I and the staff did, was uh, we had Thankful Fridays. And... Uh, I, I can't think of a better day of the week to be thankful than Friday. Friday was always payday. Uh, you know, it's the last day of the week. It was all the things that I liked when I was working in the world. So that's why we did Thankful Fridays. So this was a Thankful Friday uh, message in uh, Colossians chapter 2. Uh, someone was telling me recently about uh, some preacher they knew, and he threw away all his messages. When he preached them, he threw them all away. I've never been that way. I'm like, if it's good enough to preach once, it ought to be good enough to preach twice and three times and four times. And So it, reruns are not bad. It's kind of like having uh, food that's set in the freezer or in the refrigerator and you ate it on Monday, you come back on Wednesday afternoon and you have it again. It's always better the second time in some ways. So um, anyhow, second, uh, Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. <clears throat> As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Lord, we love you today and thank you so much for the opportunity that's ours to be together here in your house and worship you. Uh, we pray for the Marinos today, ask that you'd touch little baby Eden and Help her to heal her body, and then the, the rest of the Marina household, Lord, that you would touch them, heal them. Lord, we thank you uh, for this time of the year where we stop and give thanks. And Lord, I pray that this would just not be a seasonal thing or a once-a-year thing, but Lord, might we every day look for opportunities to give thanks 
for all the things that you do for us and provide for us. Lord, you truly bless us more than we deserve, and uh, we need to be thankful for that. I pray that you would use this message today to bring honor and glory to yourself, that you might be lifted up and exalted. And Lord, give us grateful hearts. We love you, and we ask these things in your blessed name. All the people said, Amen. So as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. And uh, so our first point is that this is written to the saved. Uh, if, if you're here today, you know Christ is your Lord and Savior. This is for you, okay? He says, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. Uh, reference the past the, with the word as, uh, something that you have done, you've accepted the Lord. Uh, at one point, uh, the people here in Colossae had accepted Christ. Many of them had received Christ. And undoubtedly, there were still others that needed to get saved that hadn't gotten saved yet. And so he's kind of uh, encouraging them also about their need of a Savior. And, you know, I, as I think about it, I can't help but think about the fact of uh, what a difference that Christ can make uh, in the life of a person. I think about my life before I got saved and uh, the differences that are now in my life as a result of my salvation. And uh, I have no regrets. I can look back and say I don't regret my salvation. I don't regret the life of sin that I lived, that I've left behind, and uh, the way I live now. I have no regrets over that. And I think it's so important as we live our lives to realize that, you know, as Christ becomes uh, number one in our life, And as we pursue to live for him, we can live our life without regrets. We can come to that point where, uh, you know, Christ has changed us and molded us to be like him. And when we get to the end of our life, we'll have to say, you know, God's been awful good to me. I have much to thank him for as I look back over my life. When Christ steps in, nothing is the same. Nothing is the same. Uh, My life changed so radically when Jesus Christ became my Lord and Savior and, uh, I mean, I had already been in Christian school for like six months, and there were changes that were already being made uh, just in the appearance sake. But when Jesus moved in, he changed me from the inside out. He started by washing my heart and cleansing my mind and, and preparing me then uh, for that new man that I, can, that I have the opportunity to be in Jesus Christ. And then he goes on, he says here in verse 6, uh, so walk ye in him. So walk ye in him. Paul is edifying the church. He's edifying the believers there. He's saying, look, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, so walk like him. Be, be willing to walk like him if you've received him. There's a challenge for us as believers today. We need to be willing to walk with him, to follow after him. You say, well, how would Jesus walk? Well, that's the importance of reading the Bible. When we're in the Bible and we're reading the Bible and taking it in, we can see how Jesus walked, how he interacted with people, and so we need to walk also. He takes uh, them from the past to the present. Uh, he, he's talking there in verse uh, number six. So walk ye in him. You have received Jesus Christ as your Savior, so now walk ye in him. We made reference to Second uh, Corinthians 517 today about the new man and the new man the new walk and so we are no longer 
in the world when we ask Jesus Christ to be our Savior. We realize that the old things are passed away, that old way of life. I like why one guy put it, one guy put it this way. He said, as the way I used to serve the devil is the way I want to serve the Lord now. I was whole hog in in serving myself and serving the devil. Now I want to be whole hog in serving the Lord and putting him first in my, in my life. And so uh, walking is an action. Walking's an action. So if we're going to walk in him, that means there's going to be action to our, to our being a Christian. In other words, people are going to be able to see it. We're going to see changes. We're going to see action in our life. God didn't call us to be uh, undercover Christians. He didn't call us to be camouflaged Christians. He called us that we might be Christians that would live for him, bring honor to him. It's still action for every child of God today. Uh, we need to put ourselves in to live for Christ. He tells us to go ye into all the world. Action. Uh, not that we would step back and just be thankful that we're saved, our little group are saved, but that we'd realize that there's many more out there that need Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so how do we do that? Well, if you're like me, you could be uh, intimidated by people. It would be very hard to talk to people that you don't know. Uh, and so you have to pray and say, God, help me. Help me to be a witness. Help me to be a testimony. Help me to step beyond myself. Give me wisdom and power beyond myself that I might be a witness for your glory. Boy, I'm telling you, when you can do that and you can step beyond yourself with the power and the help of the Holy Spirit, then you have something really to be thankful for. God, help, thank you for helping me to step beyond myself, to be a witness, to be a testimony to those around me. And uh, the third thing we see here is how do we walk? Well, how do, how do we walk? Verse 7 said, uh, Rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. And so the first thing, when we think about how we're to walk in him, we're to be rooted. Uh, we're to be like a planted seed that uh, lies in the ground and grows, that, uh, you know, from our, from our birth as Christians... We ought to be growing as a plant. We ought to be uh, growing in our Christian walk. Uh, we should never be stifled or ungrowing. We ought to be a part of that vine of Christ that's mentioned there in the book of Matthew. He is the vine. We are the branches. And uh, our roots are vitally important as we grow. Uh, as we draw our strength from Jesus Christ, he helps us to be rooted in him, to be grounded uh, you know, we had had several storms uh, this last uh, summertime. Well, actually, a few storms, not several. But I, I was uh, out and I saw one storm where this humongous tree had been blown over. And here's this root system exposed, big tree laying on the ground, these roots sticking up in the air. And it was sad that the roots that had been there had died. And uh, although it looked like this nice, big, healthy tree, the roots were very few, and many of the big older roots had died, and so it didn't have deep roots, it didn't have strong roots. So when the storm came, it blew over. Our roots are vitally important. Our roots are vitally important. We need to, you know, we're hammering on, we need to be in the Word of God. We need to be in the house of God. We need to be in fellowship with God and fellow believers. We need those things that our roots might grow that we might dig deeper in the earth 
and find the nutrients in the Word of God and the water in the Word of God that we might grow to be like Him. You know, we think about spiritual roots. We realize that our spiritual roots all come from our walk with Jesus. So, uh, you know, if I'm going to have spiritual roots, I'm not going to find them on TV set. I'm not going to find them, you know, reading a bestseller of New York, uh, you know, New York Exchange, whatever. I'm going to find it by being in the Word of God, by being close to God, by praying, by talking with Him, by meditating upon the Word. All those things are vitally important that my roots might grow spiritually. Sad thing is, there's a lot of Christians, once they get saved, they go along in life for a little bit, and then they just dry up. It's dry up, they... they don't give, they don't sing, they don't participate, and a lot of times they end up where they don't go to church at all because they quit developing their root system. You know, our roots need to grow. Church church ought to be exciting. That'll be one of those things we look forward to going to. I look forward to it, uh, being in church every Sunday. I look forward to seeing you. I look forward to the special music. I look forward to singing. I look forward to being in church. Church ought to be an exciting part of our life. Uh, you know, the world and its activities drag people away all the time. They just, you know, if they're, if they're not growing in the Lord, if they're not getting closer to God, then they're getting drawn away by the activities of the world. Um, I've often heard uh, people say, well, I just don't feel like I'm, I'm getting fed anymore. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they've quit eating that they've quit uh, growing in the Lord, they've quit reading their Bibles, they've quit uh, spiritual growth and prayer and all the activities that are involved there, and they quit their uh, local church. And so it's so important that we continue to feed ourselves spiritually, that we have strong roots. And then the second thing he notices there, he says, and built up in him, built up in him. I'm not a big builder, but I understand building. Uh, I've always enjoyed it when I was a kid. I liked to build with blocks, and uh, they had those Lincoln logs. I thought those were really cool, uh, put Lincoln logs together and build things. Uh, but I do understand this, that if you're going to build, you need a good foundation, okay? We got ready to build this building. First thing they did is they come in, and they dug a footer, and they poured it, and then they poured a little stem wall, and then they poured the floor, and then we started assembling the building. Uh, and so it was a process, and it, it starts at the bottom. Uh, you don't start at the top and try to work your way down. You're working backwards. You need a good foundation. Uh, my wife's father and mother uh, have a 240-acre farm. On this farm, there's a humongous barn. I don't know. It's probably 100-plus years old. Uh, it's just a beautiful, or it was at one time, a beautiful barn. The problem is, is that <clears throat> through the years, lack of maintenance and so forth, there's begun to be holes in the walls. And then when you're on the inside, uh, where you would have uh, your studs running down to attach to your joist, it's, they've rotted away. And the worst part was they had a big windstorm that caused the building to shift and the foundation went out. And so it's kind of a very precarious situation on the southeast or the southwest corner of the barn. The, the barn kind of sticks out a little bit. The foundation sticks out a little bit more. And it's just kind of barely resting there. And my father-in-law, bless his heart, 
uh, he, would, he would always want to take us guys out there. Now, how, how can we fix this? How can we fix this? Finally, one day, I love my, my father-in-law, but I said, well, I think we can fix it if we have $100,000. He goes, what? And I said, well, you know, you're going to have to jack this thing up. You need to come in, dig your footer. You need to get the foundation back in. And by then, when you get ready to set the building back down, we've got a lot of woodwork here that's going to need replaced and need to be fixed. Um, and so, you know, we didn't have $100,000, so the barn still sits very precariously ready to fall over. And we're going to collect the insurance when it does. But anyhow, um, you need a good foundation. Jesus' word, our Bible, is our foundation for spiritual growth. If we try to grow spiritually without the Bible, we're not going to make it. We've got to have the Word of God. Uh, Cindy and I just completed our second time through uh, with the Bible, plus uh, then we did the New Testament thing also. And uh, it's just like, really, you can never get enough of the Bible. You can never read it too much. You can never uh, try to grasp too much. or You can never study it too much. I was visiting with someone recently who was telling me that they had started a study in Isaiah. And I'm like, that's a, that's a good, good study right there. And, uh, you know, just we need to always be trying to grow, to know more, uh, to strengthen ourselves spiritually with a good foundation. Our Bible must be a vital part of our life and our living. We need to be established in the faith. He goes on there and he says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. We would say established in the faith, you know, being secure, being set. Uh, a couple of years ago, we preached on being established. And uh, we need to work hard at establishing ourselves and our homes. Uh, and we need to be established in the faith. Those things that we have been taught, those things that we have learned. We need to be established in them, and that's something we ought to be thankful for. God, thank you for your word that helps me to grow. Thank you for uh, prayer that helps me to grow. Thank you for the Sunday school teachers. Man, I'm so glad we've got the Sunday school teachers we've got who stand in front of their classes and, and teach. What a blessing that is. And uh, we, we can be thankful to be established in the faith. And he says there, uh, as ye have been taught. As ye have been taught. None of us come to the point of knowing without someone teaching. So uh, years ago, always wanted to be a mechanic. When I graduated high school, went to Bailey Tech in Grandview, Missouri. Uh, did nine months over there in their automotive program, being taught. And uh, their program was... Uh, nine weeks class, nine weeks hands-on. That's how we, we did it. And there were like eight or nine major things that we studied through there. Uh, anyhow, worked out to about nine and a half months being in school there. And uh, so you'd be taught, and then you would go apply hands-on, put your hands on. I never will forget uh, in engine class, uh, we had engine stands with engines on them uh, that had been torn down who knows how many times. And we would... They would teach of a morning. They go, okay, so now uh, this afternoon uh, we're going to do some hands-on. Uh, we're going to take the intakes and the heads off, and you can look at the heads. We want to talk about the heads a little bit. And uh, so I don't know how many times we tore down different engines uh, in that class, and I found out that tearing down an engine, 
that's already out and on the engine stand that's been torn down several times is a lot easier than crawling underneath and unhooking it, pulling it, and getting all the goo and junk all over you and trying to get it cleaned up. And uh, Anyhow, so uh, it's part of being taught. And I'm thankful for those who have taught me, and I'm thankful for the attitude of wanting to be taught. It was something that God put in me early on, and I think that's a vital part of learning. You've got to want to hear, otherwise you just kind of sit there and let it, like a, a duck, the water run off your back. Uh, many people, they think they want to learn, but then they don't want to pay attention. They don't want to pay the price to learn, therefore they never learn. Um, I can remember meeting a guy one time, and he was telling me, he said, I'm studying the Bible so that I can find something that no one else has ever seen that I can teach it, you know? And I just reminded him of the verse that said, there's nothing new under the sun. You know, you might as well just sit down, be taught, be teachable, and learn from those around you, and then apply those things that you find in the Word of God. We need to pay attention to what we're being taught and be careful. Here's, the, here's a big one. You need to be careful who your teacher is, okay? Um, there is a, a guy kind of running the independent Baptist circles now uh, that is teaching a lot of heresy, and it's leading a lot of people astray because they like his abrupt spirit, and uh, he's a YouTube guy and uh, has really gained quite a following and done a lot uh, to hurt the cause of Christ. When you sit down with these people, they don't even want to hear what the Bible says. They don't want to look at what scriptures say. They just keep referring back to what this guy said. And so we need to realize that who's doing the teaching, where you're getting your knowledge is vitally important. Then he ends this, these two verses with this phrase, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Abounding, of course, means very plentiful and abundant. Uh, we need to be thankful, thankful, thankful. Uh, we need to abound with thanksgiving towards our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We started with so walking in Him, and now we're to abound therein. Uh, in our walk, we're to abound with the Lord, and we're to abound with thanksgiving. We're to be growing and becoming more like Christ. And in all this abounding that we do, we need to do it with thanksgiving. We're to be rooted and be thankful. We're to be built up and be thankful. We're to be established and be thankful. And we are to be taught and to be thankful. Abounding with thankfulness in our hearts. I hope and pray that as you gather with family this week or even by yourself, that you would do so uh, with the Lord and abound with thanksgiving. I pray that it wouldn't just be on Thursday, but might it be every day of our life that we just abound with thanksgiving to him for all that he has blessed us with and all he's done for us. Lord Jesus, we love you today. We thank you for your goodness and your love to us. We pray, dear God, that uh, you would lead in our lives. Help us to be people of thankfulness. You've been so good to us in so many ways, and it's so easy to be blinded, misled, and not even to realize how that you've blessed us, the way that you've kept us, you had your hand on us. God, I pray that we would be more alert to that and be watching for it, that we would see your hand at work in our lives. We thank you for this time together this afternoon. We ask these things in your name. Amen. We'll have a moment of invitation. You want to stand? And Brother Jay's going to lead us on 306. Have that on way, Lord. God spoke to your heart.
Um, so we're going to have a Lord's Supper, November 22nd at 7 p.m. And we won't be having services following that Wednesday, third, church offices close November 23rd to the 22nd. And um, there's going to be a Christmas Christmas mission Christmas missions offering on December 4th. Is an offering for all missionaries that we support to help them have a Christmas. Um, we're having a Christmas program, The Word Became Flesh, on December 11th. Service. Or invite your friends and family. Having going to be a ladies' Christmas party at the Met Singer's house um, on eighteenth at seven p.m. Um, so it says send our gift for exchange and some we just choose to share. Then the uh, Gilson Christmas uh, we're having an offering for them on December um, for their fa family. Um, smart gift cards are encouraged if possible. Um, also, the donation box will be open on December 11th. Um, and then there's a Christmas Pass program on December 18th at, in the afternoon. And just keep the Potts family in prayer as their brother, Pat's, brother Matt's mom, hospice. Um, Marty Bush as he recovers from surgery. He was prayed for the Marino family and three right now. Um, Tom? Yes, especially. Pretty sure the name. 